Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Water Glow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Indigo, and today we're going to be talking about singularity. Yeah, we've actually tried to do this episode like two or three times, and just it didn't work out, and that's. It's weird because singularity is one of my favorite topics. I love talking about it, but for some reason, every time we tried to record an episode on singularity, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, it's it's weird how that happens sometimes. It's like we keep like recording an episode and then it's just like towards the end of it, it just like <laughs> gets super weird. We're just like, nah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll like release like trash can episodes on uh, patreon or something yeah we were we were talking about making that like a paid tier yeah you could get a trash can episode yes i mean (laughs) i mean not that they're that great but (laughs) well they're not bad yeah yeah just like i don't know they just like abruptly end or or just get weird (laughs) they get real weird yeah (laughs) but i mean most (laughs) of our episodes do so that's true that's true it's kind of our thing yes ramble bamble yep I mean, we are weird, so it works out. Yep. Yep. As Arcturus says, weird is good. Yes. Weird is cool. Stay weird. <laughs> yes. Normal is not. <laughs> <laughs> Normal is fictional anyway. Yeah, I mean, who wants to be like everyone else? Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, what is a normal tree, right? <laughs> not ours. <laughs> Even our trees are crooked. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just part of the, I don't know, it's part of the beauty of everything. Yeah. So it, it, and, you know, that's like, well, let's start. What is singularity, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like, well, uh, it depends on who you ask. You know, um, I think most people who have experienced that space of singularity will have a similar definition. Mm-hmm. It's basically unity consciousness or Christ consciousness. You you read a lot about that. It, when you see those words, unity or Christ, that's basically singularity. It's referencing accessing that space of oneness mm-hmm. where everything exists as one entity, which it always is. It's just about matching that frequency, taking your frequency and bringing it up to unity. Right. Exactly. And... It- I don't know. It happens unexpectedly sometimes. Yeah. It can get weird. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't had, I haven't experienced it that much. Just, uh, um, one time actually. Oh, it, really? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, not that bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So sometimes I kind of skirt the edges of it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with, with like, you know, massive synchronicities everywhere and things just make sense. That's how you know you're getting close or you, are in singularity yeah when the sinks are out of control yes yes but like the, uh, the one time i experienced it, it was it was very much like um what pythagoras called the music of the spheres mm-hmm. yep yeah it was like i was just sitting having a smoke and you know tobacco not weed <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this time yeah. yes this time but like i was just uh watching the trees moving in the wind and then all of a sudden it was just like my consciousness and perception kind of like popped mm-hmm. into this space of oneness. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was like I could I could hear um, not literally hear, but it was like 
you could feel um, this harmony of everything. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a symphony. Yeah. It's like music. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I love sitting in that space. And it's like, um, it, it really is like if you can maintain singularity and sit in it and quiet your mind, you can actually like play with reality like mm -hmm. at first it's like you just sit there and wonder and you're just like whoa how is this even <laughs> possible yeah holy crap what the hell <laughs> but then like the more you experience it like i experience it i i don't know i've i've made a comfortable little nest at the top but you know uh singularity is also often referred to as 5d yeah or whatever uh i've made a comfortable little nest at the top of 4d so mm -hmm. like I enjoy sitting in that space and after years of practice and years of, of watching and observing singularity, I like messing with it. And, and it's like, if you show singularity respect, singularity shows you respect and you can, act, you could, it'll play with you. Mm -hmm. Like you could direct the wind. You could, you know, make birds fly by, like yeah. you can move clouds. You could do all kinds of things, but mm -hmm. It's weird, yeah, and if you've never experienced it, of course you think I'm crazy, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you can't move clouds, and I can. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yes. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, singularity is the oneness of all things. We all have that spark of the divine. No matter what anybody tells you, there's, there's <laughs> some bougie little boo-boo spiritual gurus that will be like, no, they're NPCs. They don't have consciousness. They don't have awareness. They don't have a soul or a spark. They're full of shit. <laughs> yes. They've never experienced singularity. If they had, they would know that all life is sacred. All mm -hmm. life is equal and all life has the spark of the divine. Yep. Everything Even has the spark them. of the divine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, for, for me, one of the hardest things kind of kind of early on in uh, my journey uh, was kind of um, accepting the fact that there is divinity in everything, including the things that I don't like. Yeah, that part was really, really hard to process yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, like, like you know, there's like this, um, it's easy to admire the beauty of nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cities and roads that are covered in potholes and trash everywhere, that, that's a little more difficult to see the beauty in. You right. Know? Yeah. But, but it's that's still also part of yep. the divine. It's it's still a result of the divine. Yeah. Yep. And not just a result of it. It's like it is a manifestation of divinity. Right. Yeah. Just it, in a way that uh, we don't uh, recognize very easily. Yep. Yep. Mm. The light and the dark. Like uh, one of my favorite... I don't even know. I don't know if I'm the original person to say it or not, but one of my favorite me quotes, because I'm awesome, is <laughs> um, the the uh, the shadow is or the darkness is simply the shadow of God. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. It's just the shadow is further away from the source of light. So it's think of it like a spectrum, right? And where the two lines meet, if you think of like a, I don't even know, like a crescendo symbol, you know what I'm talking about? Like the arrow? Yeah. Greater yeah. than, less than. Anyway, where the points meet is where the light is, where the source of light is, right? Mm -hmm. And as it expands outward, they get further and further away. 
it, it gets darker and darker and darker. It's still an extension of the source. Mm-hmm. It's still a part of God, creator, source, whatever you choose to call it. Yep. It's just further away from the light. And in the light is like purity. But yeah. <laughs> paradoxically, the darkness is still pure because yeah. it's an extension of the divine. Yep. It's yep. wild. And you can only have that. I mean, you really can only obtain that understanding, that that full understanding of what singularity actually is if you experience it. Mm-hmm. Like you could read all the books in the world and you can talk to all the gurus. You could talk to all everybody. But to fully understand it and wrap your head around it, if you can, you have to experience it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can confirm that one. I read a lot of stuff and like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's kind of like parenting where you can read a whole lot of parenting books and then, then you actually have a kid and you're just like, holy wow. shit, I was not prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> but having the uh, the knowledge from those books helps you understand it a little better yeah i mean it can um you're still using someone else's experience to define your own yes it's best to just allow yourself to experience it and then you can make it make sense to yourself right from your own perspective yes Uh, i think the important part about like you know if if you're going to read a lot of books and listen to a lot of like advice and stuff on uh on this kind of stuff including child rearing right right um Reading about it is fine. Just don't hold too tightly to ideas about what it is. Right. Or what it means or how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is have expectations going into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think expectations are fine. It's just as long as you don't hold on to them too tightly. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe just for me, it's like, how do you have expectations of something that you know nothing about? Like when I experienced it for the first time, it, woo, I was not okay for a minute there. Yeah. It took a minute to put the pieces back together of my shattered psyche. That was, you know, because we go our whole lives thinking that this, that that we're separate from one another, Mm -hmm. that each individual is experiencing the same reality only to have in an instant, a full understanding that we are all one Mm -hmm. and that separation is just an illusion. And that while we are all experiencing the same reality, we're not like our perspectives are completely different Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that that's kind of mind blowing. And then with that understanding came the understanding of nonlinear time, which fucked me up even more for a minute there (laughs) and understanding how our perception of reality has been manipulated yes and guided by i don't know i i i'm not gonna assume that the people who uh run the storylines the narratives you know what what's going on in our world uh are aware i don't know maybe they know that it's all one i don't know yeah it's hard to tell sometimes like i've i've kind of seen like uh not to be weird but like seeing sort of like visions and understandings of various things mm-hmm. but it's it gets it gets really difficult because when you look at things from like the highest perspectives right right not that higher is better just like 
the the highest frequency perspectives. Right, it's just different. It's just everything is always perfect and is divine. Yeah. From an individual human perspective, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, that was my experience. When you when you rise above the collective and you go into those higher frequencies, again, higher does not mean value. It's right. just it's 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 like being in an airplane and looking down. Yeah. Like not oh my god. <laughs> not looking down like less than, but it, it, it's a perspective, right? When yeah. you're up in the airplane, you could see a whole hell of a lot more of the land than if you're sitting on a park bench, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's basically how it works. When you go to the higher frequencies, you can see how it all connects. You can see how it's all actually very orderly. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all very calculated, very precise, and yep. very, like... There is nothing out of place. But yes. when you come back down and you sit on that park bench, you can't really see that. Yeah. You can't see how everything connects. And, you know. Yeah. Everything is in its proper place, but I still need to pick the kids' toys up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. They're getting better at that. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the like higher frequency and lower frequency thing. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people being like, you know, higher frequency is better, all of this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know. I from from my point of view, saying that higher frequency is better, quite literally, is like saying that piccolos are intrinsically better than like oboes, right? Right. But I they just, sound better when they work together. Yes. I do not I do not want to hear an orchestra full of nothing but piccolos. No. That, that, no. <laughs> ah that, that hurts would, just thinking about Yes. That would be <laughs> physically painful to experience right we need the differences yeah it creates harmony right exactly that's how music is made you Mm -hmm. take different things you put them together in an organized manner whereas separate they would seem kind of chaotic right you know they don't sound as good on their own i mean they can't we anyway the point being (laughs) when you when you take individual beautiful sounds like that and you mm-hmm. mesh them together you get music yep you get harmony you can work together with things that are very different yes like the piccolo player may not be able to play the snare drum and right. the, the drummer may not be able to play the piccolo but when they work together with other instruments that would be weird just a drum and a piccolo yeah. anyway but you get <laughs> what i'm saying like yes yes Everybody take their craft and work together and beautiful things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just like from a philosophical perspective, um, you, you higher frequency implies lower frequency. Right. The, you know? the higher one can't exist without the lower one and the right. lower one can't exist without the higher one. Right. But, but because like, I don't know, it measurements are relative to something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, if there's only high frequency, then it's not high frequency anymore. It's, it's just, just frequency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's only high frequency because low frequency exists. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, back to the whole thing about, like, reading and listening to gurus and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one that I have found, like, the most value out of that sort of aligns with my experiences most... Uh, closely is Alan Watts. Yeah, same. Yeah, his his um, I don't know, it just reminded me of it because it, it, like the, 
he often said things about like you can't have up without down. Mm-hmm. He understood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's not an easy pill to swallow sometimes. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing about like why does suffering exist? Yeah, that's yeah. So that we can experience positive things. Right. Like my entire life, not entire, but a lot of of my life, I experienced a lot of darkness and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's because of that, that I'm now able to experience bliss, peace, harmony, you know, like I, if I didn't have that contrast of, of how much suffering I endured and how many really awful things I went through, then I wouldn't know that what pleasure is. Right. Like I remember talking about that when I was shedding my pain body, I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Like, yeah. Why do I feel good all the time? Why it was scary for me hmm. to go from dense to extremely high and yep. not much in between. I had to learn how to allow myself to enjoy things because right. you don't know the contrast before then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had good times, but you know, I didn't know that this existed. Right. That right. that you can actually maintain peace and bliss in all situations even yucky ones yeah and that's uh that was something that kind of took me off guard i don't know it didn't really take me off guard it was just like this weird realization um i don't know a few months ago i think like uh i, I was i was just like i don't know i was experiencing some things that were highly unpleasant mm-hmm. right and I was weirdly fine with it. I was just like super chill. Yeah, you you like, always pop into observer mode. I I, I envy that a little. Uh, not always, but true, true. I, uh, more often than I, I would expect, but less often than I would prefer. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Still working on it. But anyway. But anyway, it's just kind of it was kind of a weird realization. I was just like, huh. Um, I'm I'm experiencing things that would have completely, um knocked me into a horrible space like just a year ago Mm -hmm. and i'm just like huh this is interesting wonder what's going on with that right (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) yeah well that's true yeah Yeah. because i like this morning when i was like uh i feel like we're skirting on the edges of insanity there's insanity has a very distinct vibe like you it doesn't change It, it has i don't even know how to explain it it's it's, it's really weird. weird. It's and very weird. It you it used to be like imagine like walking next to a pool that's like infinitely deep, right? And you don't want to fall in. Like when I was learning how to swim in the waters of insanity, I would just freak the fuck out and fall in every time. <laughs> And that was like a few years ago. And now I finally reached the point where I was just standing there. I was like, babe, I can feel it trying to creep in. No. Yes. And it, yeah. But but that feeling usually comes right around a singular, a big singularity experience. Yep. Yeah. Like, think about it. Think about it logically. Like, just take a minute to set your judgment down. I know it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Every incredible breakthrough in human history has come from somebody who was called insane. Yes. Tesla, Mozart, uh, Einstein, mm-hmm. all of them, Mark yeah. Twain, uh, all, like all of them were called insane. Yeah. 
until people started understanding what they were talking about. Then they were labeled geniuses. Mm -hmm. So that's just something to think about the next time you want to judge someone and call them insane or crazy or whatever. I do it too sometimes. We all slip up. Yeah. And it's also like a slang term now. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, but like intentionally calling something that you don't actually understand or have never experienced insane. That's a little, you know, just something to think about. Do you really want to be that guy? Like when these people are are like present something that changes the course of humanity to the collective do you really want to be the one that was like, they were crazy while everybody else is like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. You know, it, yes, yes. <laughs> just something to think about. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. I went off on a little tangent, you know, that's, yes. I just, you know, I have sat with a lot of people who have been labeled insane, not sat with, but talked to, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're, they're actually not insane. They just have a different perspective that is outside of the norm. Yep. And majority of those people have had singularity experiences. They understand the symphony of nature. They understand how singularity works. They understand how it functions. They understand how to use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. And and that's a little weird to people who don't. Right. Or who have never experienced it. They don't know that this higher reality actually exists and that they are welcome to access it. But you got to set the fear aside. And if you're calling the people who exist in singularity insane or crazy that means you're afraid yeah you're afraid to try you're afraid to try and access it but these people they understand reality from the higher perspective and someone who exists at the lower perspective isn't going to understand that unless they approach it with childlike wonder unless Mm -hmm. they approach it with understanding ears what was that quote uh never throw pearls to the swine or something like that it's not meant to call you a pig or anything. It's just like, why am I going to give you this deep, beautiful knowledge if you're just going to eat it and shit it out instead of like planting a garden <laughs> and growing something beautiful to share with others, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. Anyway, ranty, ranty, ramble, <laughs> ramble. Singularity is a lot of fun. Yep. And singularity can also be referred to as the Akashic. Um, in a way, like a lot of people have a different understanding of that. But in singularity, you have access to all information that ever has existed, currently does exist or will exist. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, yeah, you could just ask a question and you'll get the answer. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And when, when I had my experience, I just couldn't even think of anything to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you reach that frequency, you're just like, oh, oh, shit. That's it. <laughs> Because there's really only one answer and it's love. Yep. And that's it. it, It's weird. And you, it, unless you've been there, you can't understand, but it really is like, I did a tweet a while back where I was just like, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? And it's like, there were all kinds of things, but it's like, once you get there to, to that space where you can have the honest answer to whatever question you want, you've done so much inner work and you've reached the point where you already understand everything. You're just like, oh, so this is what it's like to be God. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I'll go back now. Yeah, Thank basically. you. Yes. <laughs> and that's really it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, back, back to something you were saying a little while ago about like the, 
um, the, the insanity feeling yeah. and how it's usually connected with a breakthrough. Right? It still it's triggers usually, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I, I get that. I, I have a an unhealthy relationship with chaos personally. Yeah. Still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, I, I used to be like super OCD. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking about it and uh, symbolically and literally uh, in general relativity, mm-hmm. right? The uh, uh, physics of gravity, right? Right. Uh, black hole physics specifically. Um, there, there's this thing that's called a singularity. Yep. Which is basically where the mathematics breaks down because you wind up with infinite numbers that don't make any sense. Right. Right. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like right at the center of a black hole. Right. And around the event horizon is nothing but chaos and you can't see into the black hole. Right. The very... Perceived chaos. Yes. Yes. My yes. brain's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Like, mathematically chaotic. It chaotic from the human perspective. Yes. Right. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I usually, um, I wish I had a better terminology for that because like i don't know chaos energy is very different from the mathematical definition of chaos right Uh, yeah the mathematical definition of chaos is basically like um any system where small changes in the input can cause unpredictably large changes in the output right which is you know not at all what most people think right yeah (laughs) right People yeah. think chaos, they think that there's like no order at all. Right. No, that's not the case. But there's a lot of order and structure in there's, every chaotic system that I've seen. There's probably more order in chaos than there is in order. It's weird. <laughs> yes. The paradox, man. It's just weird. Yes. Chaos yes. is just like more order. Yeah. There is a different kind of order. Yeah. Uh, more hidden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Anyway. Anyway. Woo. Yes. Yeah, that 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 insanity feeling is freaking weird. It is. It it, it feels like I don't. Let, let's see if I could define it. That's weird. It feels like like you're standing next to somebody who's having a massive panic attack or like emotional breakdown or something. Like you have that vibe of like panic, but it's distant. It's very distant and tingly and floaty and you can feel your mind starting to like rewire itself and rearrange it's weird i don't i can't describe it yeah i think it's just something if you've experienced it then you know Mm -hmm. it's weird it's it's just this space where your mind goes into chaos for a minute perceived chaos and it comes back out with a different form of order like yes your brain rewires itself yeah uh, like the one time I experienced it, um, it was extremely vivid and rather terrifying. Yeah, I remember sitting yeah. with you through it. <laughs> yes, I was just, <laughs> I was, I was like trying not to freak out. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, you uh, did way better than me. <laughs> I was like, babe, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just like explaining what I was feeling yeah. while, I, while I was going through it. But, but anyway, it was, it was really weird. It, it was like, um. The best way I can explain it is like I could feel um, it felt like that I was on the edge of a black hole uh, yeah, on the that, astral yeah. while I was like fully uh, present physically. Yeah, yeah right? that's exactly what it what. Yeah. Not yeah. that I know what that feels like, but I know what that feels like. Yes. Yeah. And it was like pulling 
yep very very strongly it sucks you in yeah and and like it was at some point i could like perceive this like energy or entity in the Mm -hmm. center of the black hole Mm -hmm. um it was just like chaotic um insane laughter yeah well they think it's hilarious yeah not malicious no like because they know we're going to be fine afterwards. Yeah. They yeah. know that we come out fine, but they also know that it terrifies the shit out of us. Right. So they're just like, <laughs> here comes another one. Yeah. Ready for an upgrade. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's man, fucked what, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. And, it, you know, I was like po- fighting against it so hard. And then finally I was just like, uh, surrender. I just need to jump right in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I did. And it felt like that my energy body got twisted into a vortex. Yeah. Like I call mine inside out. Like, like my brain turned inside out. That happened too. Yeah. yeah that, that felt very, very friggin' strange. It it's was the like, inversion, the yeah. flip. Yep. And like, it, it, it was just like this, um, it, it was almost like this warping spiral, uh, going out from, uh, around my, belly button mm-hmm. and it just everything just twisted around it yeah and yeah. it's like super weird and i wound up with for a short period of time with a minor psychosis mm-hmm. but i was fully aware of it yeah i was just like sitting there and i was like this is interesting i i cannot tell the difference between fantasy and reality right now that's super weird is there one well, I mean, yeah, sort I mean, of, but like, being able to navigate both worlds is not easy. Yeah. Like there is your own, mm-hmm. your own perspective, your own world and what you're creating and building. Yep. And then there's the collectively agreed upon one and navigating the collectively agreed upon one while you understand how to create your own mm-hmm. can be a little weird sometimes. And people who don't understand how to create their own or that there are multiple realities existing alongside each other they don't always like creators yeah <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I was i was just thinking like the um the experiences it sounds kind of i mean it was kind of terrifying and not very pleasant at all same but um very useful yes because like for the past several years i had been like wondering like am i just crazy mm-hmm. you know am yeah. i am i insane am i psychotic yeah and now anytime the that like rational skeptic voice in the back of my head is like you're just psychotic i'm just like no i know what that feels like yeah (laughs) that's true that's true yeah yep and and you know what who cares in a world where we have chosen to define normal as miserable if you're not angry at this that or another if you don't hate the right people i'm cool with being considered crazy yeah like if if happy, peaceful, joyful means crazy, then yeah, I'm batshit. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> yes. I'd rather be happy and crazy than normal and miserable. Yeah. I just remember, like, one of my, um, uh, I, I just remember something from when I was a kid. Um, we, my mom was, like, hugely into Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, it was, like, as soon as Thanksgiving was over, it was Christmas time. Um, <laughs> like, she had, like, you know, we didn't make a lot of money. My, my my dad had a blue collar job and my mom took care of us at home. And uh, she still had, she, she always bought like a bunch of um, 
Hallmark ornaments every year. Mm-hmm. We had like, I don't know, like $10,000 worth of Hallmark ornaments by that's the time insane. I was in my teens. Like, she that's always bought some. See, like, that's my definition of insanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always had like this giant Christmas tree and it was like freaking full but of that's Hallmark cool. ornaments. But yeah, I mean, if, was, if that's her passion, her that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was her thing. And you know, anyway, we watched a lot of Christmas movies. Some of them I was just like, eh, you know. Yeah. Um, but one that I always really liked was the the old original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And did, did you? Oh ever yeah, see yeah. That? Uh, I think I I think I tried to watch it and lost interest. I don't like Christmas. Yeah. I don't yeah. care for it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it was it, it was about like um this this guy who wound up being a mall Santa, but but like you know a high end one. Like I think it was at like. Macy's. Macy's. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the big one. In New York. In New York, yeah. in New York City. Yeah. And like he he like winds up getting hired as this mall Santa because he does such a convincing job of being Santa. Right. Right. Uh, and then, then they figure out that he actually believes that he's Santa Claus. Oh, shit. Yeah. And um, something happens and he winds up in court uh, on trial for um, thinking that he's Santa. That's nuts. Yeah. And they're like talking about committing him and stuff. Why? If he yeah. wants to, I mean, as long as he's not hurting anybody, yeah, if he wants to believe he's Santa, that's fine. Right, exactly. And that, that, was, that was kind of the point of the movie was like, who cares if you think this person is crazy if they're not hurting anyone and, you know, they're having a good time with it, leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean, matter. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. If yeah. they're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting anyone else, it's none of your business, period. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Right. Like, uh, I remember struggling with that before I was able to surrender to source, like to singularity. I was like, I can't do this. Everybody's going to think I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't I can't embody singularity. Everybody's going to think I'm crazy. And then, you know, after a lot of conversations with nature, basically, Mm -hmm. I was like, who cares? Like, yeah, you know. You're enjoying yourself. You're playing with literal magic. You're learning how to navigate this weird force that nobody seems to know exists. Yeah. Uh, If they want to call you crazy, that's fine. I think it's crazy to not, to not, you know, if somebody comes to you with a suitcase full of money, like a million dollars, right? Are you just going to, and they're just like, you could just have it. You could just have this money for free, no strings attached. Are you just going to leave it there? Like, that's nuts, right? You would take it. (laughs) That's how I feel about this force that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. The singularity. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I not? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, people will think you're nuts. You can't care. And that's that's kind of part of the sacrifice to, to access that space is like, is it though? Like, you, you may be seen or perceived as crazy, but those who decide to love you anyway mm-hmm. are quality people. Yeah. The, the kind of person who's going to go, I don't think that person's crazy. I think they just, they know something I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the kind of person you want to have around you. Not the people who are going to go, I don't understand what that person's doing. They're obviously nuts. Let's try to get them committed. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, like none of your business, but you're going to barge up into somebody's life who's living happily and try to, okay, anyway, have fun with that. (laughs) Yeah. I've never really worried about that part, 
honestly. Um, I, I think it's just because, like, I don't know. I was always a weird kid. Uh, and, like, you know, I was homeschooled and isolated. Yeah. And um, getting out into the real world, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. it, um, it was a very, very, very rough transition, honestly. And I was, like, super awkward. Uh, I was very weird. And... I love your weird, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it was... I don't know. Um, it was, it was kind of like I... I worked really hard on working past the social anxiety and social awkwardness, right? Yeah. Um, but the weird, I was just like, I don't care. I don't want, I like, I, I always thought if I have to hide who I am around people, then I don't want them to like me. I don't want to be around them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I have to change who I am to be around you, I don't want to be around you. Exactly. Exactly. It's that simple. Yes. And, you know, I, I kind of embraced that in my uh, early 20s. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. The idea of being called crazy by people that don't understand me is not even remotely new to me. Yeah. I, well... Know? I think I I think I got a little messed up by before I deleted my Facebook. Like I I had mm-hmm. made that post about uh the Rainbow Warrior prophecy or something like that and oh, the, yeah. that white Karen lady yeah. was like you're not allowed to talk about that. And I was like, "What?" Like she w- was trying to bait me into a fight. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And it it kind of messed me up cuz this was somebody I'd known for like damn like 15 years or something i was Mm -hmm. like hey why why don't you go do something that makes you happy instead of trying to like pick on me and 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 she's a therapist and she tried to publicly diagnose me on on that status yeah with (laughs) with a personality disorder and so that kind of messed me up a little i was like wow these people like you're gonna diagnose me with one of the most difficult to diagnose diagnosis you know uh publicly on social media because you don't understand what i'm talking about oh because i'm racist that's it never mind the fact that i'm married to somebody with indigenous blood yeah but (laughs) i'm not allowed to talk about it because i'm not yeah and i'm obviously insane because i learned about a culture different from the one I was born into. That's yeah. not <laughs> anyway, but anyway. that kind of messed me up. Cause that happened at the beginning, like not long after I had that experience back yeah. in like 2019, I think it was. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, uh, I'm going to delete. I deleted all my social media after that, except mm-hmm. for Twitter. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's something else that I've kind of got used to early on. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, uh, I've i always been very philosophical, right? Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know. I've um, I've always had, like, um, a different understanding of things than a lot of people do. Yeah, see, right? I didn't. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten called some pretty nasty stuff before in the past. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Uh, m- maybe it's my Aries side kicking in, but I'm always just like... Oh, okay. Fuck you too then. That's fine. See, I had to learn to be like that. I'm a Pisces. So I was always like, why don't you like me? Like, yeah. I 
I'm doing everything you wanted me to do. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I changed everything about myself to be who you wanted. Why don't you like me? Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to be like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not playing with that. Yes. I don't want to play with you. If, if I have to change who I am naturally to, to be around you. Go be around fake people who yeah. are willing to let you control their entire existence so that you'll like them. How does that feel? Yeah. Sounds kind of like a dictator, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I don't know. My, my, my reaction to people be, you know, acting, making it clear that they didn't like me. Right. Mm-hmm. My reaction has usually been, well, thank you for letting me know that you have terrible taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. If you have to go out of your way to make sure that somebody knows you don't like them, do you really not like them? Like right. you're investing your time and your energy into making sure they understand how you feel. Why? Yeah. Why? Yep. <laughs> like uh, move uh, on with your life. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is like with that, like nine times out of 10, the the feeling has been uh, very mutual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is like, well, that's, oh, yeah, that's, definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't like you. I was like, well, that works out. Oh, I don't like you either. <laughs> I'm stoked. Thank goodness. Because I didn't want to pretend to like you if I ever came in contact with you. Yeah. So grateful. Thank yes, you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was just thinking about somebody I used to work with. Uh, one of the few people that I just like did like she just did not like me at all. Right. Um, I don't know, m- most people like me. Um. Which is fine. That's that's cool. Uh, but like, <laughs> this one lady, she was just like, oh man, I don't know what it was, but she was just like really not okay with who I with who I was. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, I, I I use big words a lot just because like that's how I talk. Yeah, and know? it makes people and, feel insecure, and they're like, he's obviously arrogant and thinks he's better than everyone yeah because he has an extended vocabulary yeah yeah she she, she got all all like really mad at me because i said i said a word with like five syllables in it and she was just like <laughs> stop doing that shit and i'm like what right but and it, it actually people, took me a while to figure out what she was mad about yeah big words yes Stop speaking in ways I don't understand. Well, go find someone who speaks your language. Bye bye. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She did that too. I was working with a um, a, a a few ladies from um, uh, Peru and Nicaragua, mm-hmm. and I'd always been interested in Spanish, so I was like, you know, trying to get them to teach me Spanish. Right. They, they were all super excited about it. Uh, like, hey, this guy wants to learn Spanish, right? Right. So we would just like have like casual conversations and like the little bit of broken Spanish right. that I understood. Yeah. And like what to what time I I was just like talking about I don't know the rotisserie chickens or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like this lady just like yells and she's like stop speaking Spanish around me. I know you're talking about me. Like, <laughs> no, we we literally never do. But yeah. <laughs> but never. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Back to singularity. Yes. Yes. Rotis- I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. boy. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That was really hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Anyway. Uh, I can't stop laughing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. 
So, so singularity is like the infinite mind, right? Mm-hmm. There's literally everything exists there. Everything yes. and nothing. And you can literally have conversations with God or yourself in that space. And it's weird. It's like talking to yourself. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about it is like it is it feels when I experienced anyway, that that's actually what like pulled me out of it was like it feels so alone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's It's, like. But because like you, you, it's almost you're by like yourself. You're a hundred percent alone when you're in that space. Yeah, it's like you you kind of become more one with the nothing and everything that is God. Mm-hmm. So like, there's nothing else other than God. everything. Yeah, and so when you are one with everything, there is nothing else other than you. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, it's and if you don't so like yourself, that's going to be terrifying. Oh, I mean, like, I, I, I like myself pretty good, but it yeah. was just like... No, it's lonely, though. Yes. Like, it... Okay. Uncomfortably good. lonely. Yeah, it's... Imagine... <laughs> sitting... Imagine living your entire life completely alone. Like, just nobody else. It would be boring, right? Yeah. Like, yep. just you and you. Mm-hmm. So that's why we experience separation, like, so that we have companionship. We Mm -hmm. have people to play this reality game with, you know, uh, in singularity. uh, You can experience singularity in this incarnation, in this lifetime, in this reality, right? Mm -hmm. Takes a very, very brave person to do it. Uh, I was thrown into it for reasons that are beyond my understanding at this current moment (laughs) why me i don't know i mean i guess i do but i don't but you know anyway (laughs) uh and while i was brave i lost my shit over it because it's scary like you experience oneness when you are in singularity you are experiencing the other side of the veil in a way like Mm -hmm. all illusion falls away and it all is one and there's no narratives, there's no fear, there's no pain, just you. Right. And in that space, you fully understand why we experience separation, why we incarnate here, why everybody has their own perspective. It's many facets of the same diamond. Yep. Each mirror is angled just so in, in a perfect position to, to offer perspective to perspective, to perspective, to create new perspectives. It's this genius is an understatement Mm -hmm. for what singularity is. It's beyond our ability to really wrap our head around. Like, and it's weird because it's like, it's, it's all so simple, but it's all so complex and intricate. (laughs) It's the paradox. Like it really, like from that perspective, when you access singularity, it is very simple and plain. And you understand literally the mechanics of reality. Like mm-hmm. you understand how it all works, how it functions, why, you know, you understand all of it. And then you come out of singularity and you're like, uh, wait, what? But you, yeah. I've only went, had a few glimpses of the mechanics part. <laughs> I've had more than I cared. I'm a little jealous. Uh. It's, you know, it's me, too much you know, for one human mind to to really carry. Yeah. And yeah. when you come out of that space, you, that's 
coming out of singularity is when I was gifted with a new understanding of what faith is. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I know, I, I, I know that it, that it's all in perfect order. I know that because I've seen it. I I've very clearly seen how everything is always exactly as it's meant to be, yep. no matter how much it looks like it's not, mm-hmm. it is. And, and that is the foundation of my faith. Yep. Even when things are going batshit bonkers and look extremely chaotic and messy and whatever, I'm just like, I know that this is with a reason for a reason that I, I can't quite see yet. So I'm just going to keep on moving, yes. keep on flowing, and eventually it'll all make sense. Yes. Speaking of the predestination versus free will paradox. We should do a, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. I was just going to do a quick summary. Go. Okay. Yeah. So is it like when you're in that space, you can see that everything is uh, always perfect, right? Yep. Everything is always going perfectly according to plan. Yep. Right. Um, but at the same time, we all have free will. Yep. How does that work? Because our will is God's will and God's will is our will. Yep. Yep. It's fucking weird. Yes. Like my current theory or understanding really is that prior to self-realization, we kind of run on autopilot. We have free will, but our choices are almost pre-programmed into us. Mm -hmm. Like we make very predictable choices. If that makes sense. After self-realization, you learn how to use your free will to manipulate your reality, right? Yeah. You learn how to use free will rather than just running on autopilot. So Mm -hmm. my current understanding is that prior to self-realization, you're just running patterns and cycles and programs. Yeah. After self-realization, you become the programmer. Yeah. I mean, I I have a similar understanding. Uh, I think mine's a little bit closer to the... um, the many minds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Okay. Where yeah. um, all possible potential um, realities <laughs> all exist simultaneously. Oh, we're going to go there. But like somehow our consciousness includes a choice function yep. that selects a particular reality out of the infinity of potential possibilities. Yeah. The, the, you basically just... Uh... Like eight, eight deed my three D <laughs> definition. Like you took that shit way out there. But yes, yes, yeah. Uh, you can navigate multiple timelines too. It's really. I've never done that. I don't want to. It, it, I, I don't like. I love that I understand it, and I hate that I understand it because <laughs> I actually do understand how it all functions. Mm-hmm. Talking about it is really difficult. Like yeah. explaining it, like. In my mind, it all makes perfect sense. Trying to talk about it, that's a whole other ballgame. Like, I had to develop an entirely different language. And I just started talking about it, and apparently people are figuring it out, which is cool. Yeah, Because then they could create their own reality and multi-dimensional timelines to jump across. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fun fun. times. (laughs) Timeline jumping, learning how to do that without nuking an entire planet is great. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord yeah i know it sounds insane but it's not yeah <laughs> yeah it's, I don't, I, uh, it I really don't is like it's, a video game like it's, yeah. it's it, I, a lot of people are not comfortable with with that mm-hmm. that we are oh god 
it's so it's so multifaceted. Like I'm just speaking on one timeline, one expression, one understanding. But mm-hmm. it really is like a video game. Your yeah. higher self is playing, is holding the controller, and you are doing what it says. Yeah. Until you learn how to work with your higher self and welcome your higher self down into your 3D body, if that makes sense, and work in unison with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. I mean, I, I've actually sensed a, a bit of frustration a few times from my higher self. And mm-hmm. I, I think my perspective of it is like, um, and, uh, imagine you're playing a video game, right? Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like the Sims or something. Yeah. And like, that's a good one. Yeah. You, you remember in the old, uh, in the original one, like you would ha- it, like have them to go to the fridge or something and they would just get like stuck on, up against a wall or yeah. some shit. And they would yeah. be like bitching and complaining about being hungry, but they refused to go through the door. Yep. Yep. That, that's, that's it. That's what like, I don't know, like a lot of our wounds and egos and stuff does mm-hmm. is like our higher self is just like, just, just, just fucking go <laughs> and eat some food. And you're like, but I can't. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. That's a great example. Yes. Or like teaching your, your tween how to drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's not that hard because you've forgotten by that point that they're learning yeah. and it's not like, uh, you know. You who have who has been doing it for twenty years, yes, but yes. you know, and you're just like, oh my god, just keep the this the, the the wheels on the road, like yeah, <laughs> it's like that. That's like your higher self trying to teach you how to use free will. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god, just just make the choice, make the more beneficial choice, take the risk, make the leap. Yep, but you know, get out of your own way. That's really the you know. And that was that was what it all boiled down to for me when I had that understanding of like our our choices shape our reality and that you mm-hmm. can actually manipulate reality with your own choices. Like it's so intricate and there's so much to it that I finally just had to I was trying to understand it all yeah. so that I could teach other people and and prove it scientifically, you mm-hmm. know. And if I, it was so much, I finally was just like, you know what? I'm just going to have faith. Yep. I'm just going to move in faith. I'm going to check my intentions. I'm going to heal my trauma. And I'm just going to know that I'm always going to make the choice that's meant to be made. Yep. Because it's so much easier than sitting there, like, getting stuck with the loading symbol on your brain. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. What choice do I make? Yeah. Just make the one you want to make, period. Yep. And and understand you, that whatever choice you make will ripple out. Yeah. And if you can't make a decision... I don't know. Maybe flip a coin. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. Nothing without purpose. That coin will will land on the appropriate answer. Yes. Even if that appropriate answer uh, leads you to a dead end that you would rather not experience, you'll get back out. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, that's what you just, I would do that. Yeah. No, my understanding of how everything functions and how nothing's random, I would flip a coin, do what the coin says, and if it doesn't work out, you're going to find... It might be a year down the line. It might be 10 years down the line. That dead end it provided you with something you will need. Yes. Watch. Just watch. Mark my words. Yep. But don't be afraid to change your mind. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. I love how rambly this one is. It's going to be fun to listen to. Absolutely. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Whatever. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow Podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net 
You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.